Hey there, welcome to the podcast. Sitting across from me, I have the one and only Jenny Hillebrand, a.k.a. the J-Hill, as I like to call her. I am Greg Detmer. We are a couple instructional coaches here in Iowa. And since uh, I just cracked open my Monster Energy drink and we hit the record button, this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. This weather is absolutely crazy. It's February and we have... 70 degree weather it is insane yeah what have you done outside anything well yeah i've gone for my dog has been much more tired every night because we've gone for walks every night we've been out playing softball the girls are like pitching we have just, a dog yeah we did not take him for a walk gideon's not getting outside oh well, he does we just get outside dog we're gonna stay in here <laughs> it's nice now that it's warm because now we can get the dog away from us I got I I got in the car to drive over here this afternoon and I turned the air conditioner on. It was actually humid in my car. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, it does not feel like February. No, Jenny, we are talking about workshop. We are talking about the workshop model. Yeah, writers workshop. I've heard of that. Well, it's not just writers workshop. You can have readers workshop, and we actually have some teachers doing more of a workshop model with uh, our new math curriculum as well. So when we say workshop model. I think most people's mind usually goes to writer's workshop, but I think we're finding some pretty creative ways to use the workshop model in our buildings. In other areas. I would agree with stuff here at Epworth Elementary. We are taking some of those things that have made writing such a success, and we're trying to implement those into other topic areas like reading and math. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the workshop model, whether it be writing, reading, or math, um, have you had kind of a system or kind of an outline that you followed when working with teachers and setting up that workshop model in their classrooms? Well, of course, Jenny. We do have an outline that we follow. Um, we always start with a mini lesson. We teach a new skill, right? Can you explain a little bit about a mini lesson? Yeah, I love the mini lesson. It's kind of the focus for what the target skill is for the day. So, you know, let's say writer's workshop. The target skill might be really working on punctuation at the end of our sentences. So you teach the mini lesson, takes five or ten minutes, and then you send the kids off to do some independent work. Math mini workshop, you know, if it's learning about clocks, this is a really funny story. Our kindergarten teacher was telling us how she felt like she just nailed her mini lesson on clocks the other day that they were learning the longhand. It's always a great feeling when you nail a mini lesson on clocks. Right? So she said, she goes, yep, we were teaching the mini lesson. I was teaching the mini lesson. It was all about the shorthand of the clock and how the shorthand will tell you the hour. Yep. And so she said the kids were getting it. She felt really good, so they went back to the independent practice, and one of the kids had come up to her and said, well, Mrs. Z, isn't it almost time for supper? And Mrs. Z had looked at the student and said, no, it's not almost time for supper. And she said, yeah, but it's 5 o'clock. So here, the whole time she thought she had nailed her lesson, she had mixed up the long hand with the short hand, so she had to stop everything and go back and reteach her mini lesson. So just a funny little story about mini lesson. Yeah, it's, <laughs> those hands are tricky. They are. I think the they little are. hand should be, I could see how you could reverse that in the kid's mind. But the cute part was she brought them all back up to the rug and she admitted that she was like, boys and girls, I made a huge mistake. We need to come back up. She said, we fixed it in three minutes, and they went back to independent practice, and they haven't had a problem since. So I said, well, that's good. But Here's here's one of the, my favorite things about a mini lesson. Um, first, I want to say, you said five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. That is hard sometimes. It is. Um, I, when I would teach, like, writer's workshop, when I have an opportunity to go 
teach that. I always set a timer for my mini lesson. I'll set a timer for 10 minutes, and once that thing goes off, it's like I give myself another two minutes to wrap up what I need, and after that, I'm done with time because mm-hmm. the kids are done. They're ready to do. Yeah. So what I like about the mini lesson is a lot of times they're set up where it's a I do, we do, you do. So introducing that new skill, I might be showing them how to do that. If it's writing, for example, how to do the new skill within a class writing piece that we've been working Mm -hmm. on. And then I would give it back to the kids and ask them to do that same thing with a partner, maybe on their own paper or even within our class paper, where else could you add stuff? And then giving them opportunities to do it on their own. So really they've had like three exposures before they're even sent off to do the work. Mm -hmm. What I like about it too is if you think so many articles I've read talk about how, you know, students' attention span is really in that 10 minutes. And if you can't get your point across in 10 minutes, you have to rethink how you're presenting it to the kids. So I agree 100%. If you can do that I do, we do, you do, and send them off for that independent work in that short amount of time, the information that they've gotten from that is, is powerful. Yeah, Jenny, in that 10 minutes, we are focusing on one specific skill. And that's what we wanted to get from today. And I think when you're that focused on your skill, it makes assessing it a lot easier too. Because exactly. it's not like a huge gamut of stuff you're teaching. You're teaching one thing that they can use in math and their writing. Um, you spoke about the teacher with the clock. And how easy was it for her to assess that, oh, something's not right here. Yeah. Because there was only one skill. It's not like... Here's 15 things that I'm going to try to see if they got what I was trying to teach them. Right. It's more focused. So after we do that short little mini lesson, Greg, um, we actually go into some more independent work. Talk a little bit about what the small group part of a workshop model might look like. Well, a lot of that, I feel, is going to be putting what you just learned into practice. Mm -hmm. So I keep coming back to writing because I love that model within writing. If I teach them how to use quotations when they're off working they're trying to utilize that in their own writing Um, a lot of times in math we've been exploring a lot with math and I feel this is where it kind of gets a little different because it kind of shifts from you know we have a mini lesson kind of workshop ish model and then we kind of switch into more of a like a station yep like small um, groups groups. Yeah. yeah similar to how most people would do reading so I think it could look different depending on what skill, what subject area you're working on. Exactly. But I think, you know, the point of the mini lesson with reading or with math is that when you move into that small group and you're focused with your the group that you have at your table, I think that's where you pull in some of those specific skills. So when you're working on the clock, you know, when you're working with your small group during that kind of center rotation type thing, that's when teachers, you know, the teachers are focusing with the students and do they understand the mini lesson that I just taught and can they apply it into practice? So I think it's just a good way, like you said, you teach it for a short 10 minutes and then you have that conversation, you do some hands-on practice with it and you're easily able to assess whether the students got it or, or maybe maybe they're somewhat understanding, but they need more practice. Yep. You can really target students' specific needs with those mini lessons and with those small groups. Let's talk about math okay. centers and stuff quickly here. Mm-hmm. So here we've had teachers, they're basically, we do a little mini lesson, mm-hmm. and then from there we have four to five stations, depending on the grade. One of those is always with the teacher. 
Yep. And that's usually reinforcing or building upon that new skill that was taught. Mm -hmm. And then there's three or four independent activity stations there as well, where sometimes they're doing like a fact practice. It might be something from their journal page. It might be a math game. It might be an online portion of the math curriculum, et cetera. What, is, what does that look like in your building, Jenny? Very similar. I think we have a lot of teachers that are doing a lot of maybe number work type things where just understanding place value, just those basic number concepts, especially kind of in our kindergarten, first, second grade classrooms, just making sure that they really understand those number concepts and those types of things. Uh, So we have the games. The nice part about our math curriculum is that we have the online game piece. So we even have built in that technology piece where they're either playing our math games on iPads or on the computer. And they're games that the kids can play either with cards, you know, with manipulation of the objects, whether it be cards or dice or whatever, or they have the option of using it through technology. But they're also using it to do their math box pages and their journals and even doing some writing on math, which I think is really cool. cool. Um, Like explaining their answers and their reasoning and their thoughts. Yeah, so here's your problem. Now explain in words how you got it. And I think sometimes there's a deeper understanding that we can see as teachers as to what our students are understanding. Because if I ask them, what does each one of those tally marks represent? If they can't tell me that a tally represents the number of children that ride a bus home, then I know I need to go back and reteach that. So it's just a nice time for them to also practice that independent without the adult and then also to assess, can they do it independently? One of the comments a few teachers have made where we switched from kind of a traditional math setting to a workshop station math setting is you're giving up the amount of like actual time kids are listening to you teach Mm -hmm. because you are doing a mini lesson instead of doing like a 45 minute lesson however you also have an opportunity in that small group to have 10 or 15 minutes of really targeted small group instruction And everyone who's tried it so far has said, I would trade that for that any day of the week. I agree 100%. I think what they really like, too, is that they have the ability to. So one thing I think our teachers really like, too, is that they have such they have a great opportunity for like those quick assessments. And if they have a group like our teachers have said, if I'm working with a group and I know that they have the skill and they understand it, but there might be a group coming up that maybe is struggling with the concept a little bit more, they're able to maybe more quickly go through the the skills with the group that knows it. And then they have more time to work with those students who may not fully understand the concept. They have a better handle on where each individual kid is, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yep. And sometimes your stations don't even have to be too elaborate. Our no. kindergarten, one of the stations is snack and, and reading a, a math-focused book on shapes or numbers or something. And the kids love it. They're there for 10 minutes. They get their snack. They look through books and talk and, and read about numbers and shapes and colors and all that fun stuff. Yeah, be creative. Simple. That's and that's that's the best part about it is that you can be creative and yet make it very engaging for students. One of my favorite things, Jenny, that happens during writers workshop while the kids are off doing their thing is conferencing. Mm-hmm. So and, and that could look very different. I know some people would pull their writers back to a table and conference with a group. Some people kind of float from person to person. Some might pull up individuals and so forth. But I feel that that three to four minute conference that teachers can have with a kid just to highlight, 
here's something you're doing very well, here's something we can improve on, and making sure that something is a transferable skill to other areas of their writing as well, and then watching them utilize that and sending them off on their way is, is hugely powerful, even if it does only happen once a week or mm -hmm. once every couple weeks, depending on the size of your class. Well, and it's that goal setting. You, like you said, here's what you're doing really well, but here's a goal. This is what I want to see you trying a little bit more in your writing. And teachers writing that down, and then the next time they meet with those students, checking in and saying, okay, last time we said we were really going to work on you adding this to your papers. And having kind of that focus of what to look back on and the students knowing that you're really tracking their progress and, and wanting them to become successful authors. So, Jenny, I really agree with what you just said there. And what is so cool about the workshop is we're watching kindergartners do some uh, workshop math here, and they get so excited for it. And one little kindergarten girl came up to me, and she said, Mr. D, are you coming into math today? And I'm like, oh, I can't today. And she's like, she's like, I just love stage. And I said, well, what do you like about it so much? And, and she said, it just seems like math time just goes so fast. And we just have so much to do, but it's fun stuff. I love that we're we're kind of putting them in charge of their own learning. We're giving them the we're giving them a guide and a direction of where they need to go with their learning, and then we're sending them off and giving them more ownership of it. And I, that's what that's what I think I love most about the workshop model. Just that it's not so much it's making it the kids' learning mm -hmm. with the and it's not the teacher driving everything because in those conferences, in those small groups, wherever those kids are at, the teacher meets them there mm -hmm. and then takes them the next step forward. Very powerful. If anybody out there listening is, is curious as to more about what a workshop model could look like. And if you're thinking when we talk about workshop, you're thinking, oh, woods class and saws <laughs> and stuff. We did a terrible job with this podcast. <laughs> That's right. So, so send us some <laughs> listener mail and say, hey, you guys stunk it up today. But if you want more information, definitely reach out because this is something that, you know, we've done with Writer's Workshop, but just kind of dabbling more into the whole idea of math workshop and uh, reading, I feel like we've done for a few years and, and we're getting we're getting better with that too. We're getting stronger with our... Yeah, it'd just be fun to hear what other people are doing as well. Absolutely. To learn from each other. Jenny, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the ICC podcast is a transcontinental podcast Wahoo! do you know what that means tell me more all right here's what that means that means that i have heard from someone from california all right way out there on the west coast way west coast yep and i've heard from someone on the east coast from south, south carolina. carolina i've been there before i love that's south on the coast carolina. right yeah so we are the icc podcast has gone coast to coast <laughs> that is so, awesome hey, that is shout great. out to everyone listening in south carolina and hey california hope you guys are doing well as well if you have any listener mail we would love to hear it uh, you can find that on our website at www.instructionalcoachingcorner.com at our website you will find past shows you will find our mini casts as well as easy ways to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. We're all over the place. I'd love so, it. So go connect with us in one way or another. That'd be great. As we leave today, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? Then wake up and do it. Because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small, intentional steps. Go, go.
be awesome.